The Bills should have no. traveled Monday. Instead, do you know what they did? Do you know what they did? They relied on some sports science, the, the guidance of advanced science that drove the decision. I'm reading here. That drove the decision to travel to London on Thursday night, arrive Friday morning, stay up Friday, and essentially get only one good night of sleep before kickoff, Nick. Mm. And that's how Brandon Bean, Sean McDermott, and all them planned this. Oh my God, they overthought it. They overthought it. Just yeah. get there on Monday, give the guys a day off Tuesday to get acclimated, practice like normal on Wednesday, and go win a football game against the Jaguars, who you're better than. So I think yeah. they, uh, that's the elephant in the room here. They they should not have traveled on Thursday night and then stayed up all day on Friday to try to get acclimated like this freaking sports science told them. That was stupid. Welcome to the program. Ryan O'Leary here, joined as always by my buddy Nick Wotan. It's the Bill's Wire podcast. We are powered by the USA Today Network. We're available wherever you get your pods. We hope you subscribe, tell a friend, stick with us all season long. We'll be back weekly. Nick, how you doing this week, man? Uh, better than the Bills in London. How are you, Ryan? Yeah, I'm good. I got a freshly minted two-year-old toddler, and everybody's sick in the house, Nick. So it's that kind of it's that season. It's like everybody gets sick uh, season. Yes, the yep. seasons are changing. That's true. Uh huh. He comes home from daycare sick. Mom and dad get sick. So I'm a little under the weather, uh, but nothing that's going to keep me out of the lineup for the show today. And let's just dive right into this thing. Obviously, the Bills falling to the Jags in London, twenty-five twenty. Uh, give me your leadoff thought. You know what sticks out to you over this. Um, uh, and what happened in that game? Obviously, there's some big stories coming out of it. Yeah, um, I mean, I think the injuries really just have overshadowed everything. Um, uh, just other injuries have overshadowed Von Miller's return. You know, he was on a little bit of a snap count this week. But, you know, uh, this week or last week, you know, the story would have been, wow, look how good this Bills defense is. But it's like, well, okay, how can they survive without Davis uh, White instead of wow this defense is so good and look at Ron Miller's coming back and kind of right. the same more of the same this week in terms of you know we got uh, got Matt Milano and Taquan Jones out uh, adding to you know the list with Tredavious White and it's it's tough and um, even more salt in the wound in terms of the Bills lost uh, this game in, out in London and didn't look particularly good for most of it so yeah it's um, it's, it's just an interesting, um, interesting just reflection upon this one. Because even the loss, you're kind of like, I don't know, if this game was in Orchard Park, how different would it be? I feel like to a lot of us, it feels like it would be a lot different. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I think let's just start there. I mean, you hit on the injuries. We'll circle back to those. Those were obviously huge. I think you lose Matt Milano in the first quarter, and then you lose Daquan Jones. Travis Etienne was a problem all game long. I think it opened it up. For Trevor Lawrence as well, he had his best game of the season. It was just a bad recipe losing Matt Milano, I think, uh, and, and Jones in the middle of that defensive mm-hmm. line. So yeah, that's that's obvious. We'll circle back to those injuries, but yeah, no, you hit on it, man. It's the elephant in the room. The Bills shouldn't have traveled on Thursday. They screwed it up, mm-hmm. Nick. You you mentioned this on the show last week. It was perfect point. They should have yeah, traveled on I, Monday, which right, yeah, which as yeah. we speak, the Ravens. We're speaking on Wednesday. The Ravens have already been in London for their game this weekend. Because they traveled on Monday and Harbaugh literally came out and said, oh, yeah, we've traveled late in the week before. No, thank you. We're traveling on Monday now. The Bills should have traveled Monday. Instead, do you know what they did? Do you know what they did? They relied on some sports science, the the guidance of advanced science that drove the decision. I'm reading here. That drove the decision to travel to London on Thursday night, arrive Friday morning, stay up Friday, and essentially get only one good night of sleep before kickoff, Nick. Mm. And that's how Brandon Bean, Sean McDermott, and all them planned this. Oh my God, they overthought it. They overthought it. Just yeah. get there on Monday, give the guys a day off Tuesday to get acclimated, practice like normal on Wednesday, and go win a football game against the Jaguars, who you're better than. So I think yeah. they, uh, that's the elephant in the room here. They, 
they should not have traveled on Thursday night and then stayed up all day on Friday to try to get acclimated like this freaking sports science told them that was stupid. It felt like it was a bad decision. You know, hindsight's always twenty twenty. But I mean, like I said, uh, having gone to London myself for a couple times, gone to that exact stadium. The reason I go to London is to be in that exact stadium many a times in the past. And even I'm like, even after that first day, you know, you stay up late, you stay up as far as much as you can coming from the United States, going to England. Um, you kind of crash. And that next day, you're still not like, you know, I feel like I'm mostly adjusted at that point, but like, I'm not going and playing an NFL game like the next day. Like, I'm not going and doing that. That sounds crazy. Uh, you get one good night of sleep, and, and then you're waking up to go play an NFL game the following day. It's like, I don't know about that. Um, I don't know if there's like a little bit of overkill on in terms of like, oh, like, we want them focusing on football. So let's get there. Let's play football. Let's leave. Like, whatever. If Josh Allen wants to go take a photo in front of Big Ben, who gives a Crap. Seriously, like I know these guys think like you know they walk over Niagara Falls and Sean McDermott and Josh Allen never done anything wrong as I always like to say in this podcast tongue in cheek but uh, no offense to Josh Allen like he's probably going to walk many blocks down the street in London and people are just going to be like wow that guy's kind of tall like they're not going to know he's <laughs> Josh Allen like they, no offense man like you're not you're not as awesome as you think you probably are. Um, and then let alone the other 50 guys in the team that like, you know, are people really going to know who like Dane Jackson is walking on the street? They might know Trevor Cares. Lawrence at this point. Get yeah, there early. Is. Like they're going to be like Trevor Lawrence, that guy's hair is kind of long. That's peculiar. Like, <laughs> who cares? Like, like yeah, I, I didn't buy into it at all. We we finally got the uh, proof in the pudding. We got the tapes. We got the evidence here that we finally got something right in the podcast from the week before. And, yeah, I didn't I – didn't th- I thought that was a very interesting decision just in general. Um, but, yeah, I think that game would have been much different just just in general with, with maybe the injuries too. Who knows? I don't know if you can blame that on it. I know they want to, um, you know, they're yelling about the turf and everything too. Um, I mean, and I'm not debating that. I think they should be playing on grass, but I thought it was insane the, the amount it takes from Western New York being like, oh, they are, they play on this Premier League field like grass right underneath it. It's like, dude, the Bills, you go cover them in St. John Fisher College and in one in one month of August, they're rotating through three fields because they get so destroyed that they can't play more than one day on them. They rotate between three fields, and everyone in Western New York's like, "Oh, that makes sense. Yeah, they need they need multiple fields. They need to rotate around. Yes, they need the grass to take a break." But they're like, "No, this grass. They should be more prepared in London." Like what? Like I guess whatever. Like maybe they can get better turf or something. But I don't know. I didn't hear anyone other than the Bills ever complain about the turf specifically in London. I think there's a little bit of I want to say like recency bias too because it kind of has been a thing for a while in the NFL that players are like, get rid of this turf, let's play on grass. Um, that's how football was made, um, made for. But, I mean, I, I definitely just think in recent years, uh, you can just disagree with me too, Ryan, but I think in recent years it's kind of been a topic of discussion that's come up a bit more and kind of like the recency bias of that was thrown into this these injuries and – yeah, like it, it is what it is, and I totally agree. It should be grass, but like, what do you want? What do you want them to do? Like, it is what it is. Both teams were playing with that. That to me was mind numbing. But yeah, my whole whole big spiel here is also like, why did you go on Thursday, man? Like, yeah. why would you like? Every time I go over there, I'm always like there for you know four, five, six days, and I'm like, oh, I should have just stayed for longer. I would have had more energy to do more things. I mean, for like three, two and a half days, crazy, crazy. They overthought it. 
They overthought it. I, I think it's fair to say that. Yeah. Like, it's not the only reason they lost. But you know how the Bills are. They want to get on top of you and bury you. That's how the Bills win football games. They usually win games like they beat the Dolphins and they beat the freaking Commanders this year and what they're going to do to the Giants, which we'll talk about here in a little bit. Right? They get up on you and they beat you down and they bury you. And when they get behind early, that's when panic starts setting in. That's when they don't play their best football. That's when they end up getting in these tight games and they end up losing these one-score games, which we've talked about ad nauseum over the years. It's just, why wouldn't you not do anything in your power to try to ensure that you're ready to go at kickoff? And the Bills weren't ready to go. They came out flat, down 11 nothing, and now they're playing from behind. You lose Matt Milano. It's a huge gut punch, and I think that that played into it. I mean, obviously, Travis Etienne. I mean, he gashed you, 136 yards. Mm-hmm. The Bills had 25 yards. Josh Allen was the Bills' leading rusher in the game, Nick, with 14 yards. So, like, your best uh, running back, James Cook, negative yardage on five carries. They had to abandon the run game. They got one-dimensional. It was just a disaster. And I think a lot of that had to do with the loss of Matt Milano and uh, um, Daquan Jones, obviously, in the run game. So let's circle back to that, Nick. Like, where do the Bills go from here? How do they fill that void, Uh, especially the Milano injury? That is just brutal. We don't know if he's out for the season, but it sounds like he's got knee and a broken leg. So he's got knee issues and a broken leg. Not good. Yeah, not great. Um, I not do great. know that Terrell Bernard has been excellent. <laughs> he he had 16 yeah. tackles in this game against Jacksonville, by the way. So Terrell Bernard has been a, a great, uh, he's been a nice surprise this year. He was doing just fine. But now yeah. it, there's a lot more on him. You've got uh, Tyrell Dodson, who we've talked about a little bit, especially in the preseason. You have the third round rookie, Dorian Williams, like, what is going on in the middle of the Bills defense, especially that second level going forward now without Milano? I mean, I'm, I'm curious to see what they do because, um, you know, uh, Dequan Jones, I think, is going to be a huge loss as well. I think Matt Milano is probably the one player you didn't want to lose as he plays kind of in the heart of the defense. He's not calling the plays, but he does play in that heart of that defense next to Terrell Bernard, and he's gone, and he's one of the best players in the league at his position. But Dequan Jones, I mean, PFF had him graded as the third-best defensive tackle in the NFL. Oh, in the NFL, the yeah. entire NFL, not on the Bills, in the entire NFL. Beast. He's a beast. I mean, people are raving about Ed Oliver. Ed Oliver has a career-high five sacks already. Um, a lot of that had to do with Dequan Jones next to him. But uh, So I think those are both going to be like pretty massive losses in the middle, like you said there. And, um, yeah, it's going to be interesting to see. And one name that I'm curious now to see going forward what happens is um, – the Bills signed AJ Klein to the roster, and I'm curious to see if maybe they go in the direction of picking maybe Terrell Dodson out there, and then maybe going. And if he doesn't, he doesn't kind of get the job done. Instead of going with a very inexperienced Dorian Williams, they go with Klein instead because he's had he's he's 32. I'm I'm surprised they hadn't not not well not with the way. Terrell Bernard has kind of stepped up and played surprisingly well for the first few weeks of the season. But at one point I was surprised that India Klein wasn't getting more run because I mean, there was like that one hot second debate where he won AFC defensive player of the week with the bills, AJ Klein, like two or three years ago. And Milano was the injury plagued guy that he was from his first year or two in the, in the NFL. And people were like, should we get this Klein guy rolling out there? Of course I didn't for good reason. Um, Matt Milano was, Always was very well when he good when he played, but he just, you know, sometimes has gotten hurt, and then unfortunately another injury has come. But the last couple of years he's been healthy. But I'm in- interested to see if Klein gets out there at all, um, just for his experience. I mean, he's a young, savvy guy at 32 years old. I say that at 33. Um, you know, as we know, the NFL 32 is not young. I'm being sarcastic here, trying to make myself feel better. <laughs> I was going to say, I, if um, I was 32, but, I would be feeling young right now. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, but. Uh, 
Yeah, I, I would be interested to see if he gets out there just for, you know, a, more of his knowledge um, of the game as opposed to his physical ability because we saw Dorian Williams kind of. He was, I think, the first guy that went out there, and then Terrell Dodson ended up being the one who saw more snaps in the end of the end of the game, but then we saw in the preseason, they didn't really love him there, but maybe playing him next to Bernard is better. But I don't know, you kind of think in terms of, you know, this isn't insulting their intelligence or anything like that, these players, but, you know, the experience of being there is something you just can't make up for. And, I mean, if you combine Terrell Dodson and Dorian Williams, it doesn't even come close to what the likes of AJ Klein or Matt Milano had. You don't, you don't even know how much of Milano's experience Bernard was leaning on for him to play well. So not only, you know, Klein hasn't started consistently for the Bills in recent years, but he played under McDermott in Carolina. So he has long experience playing in this defense. So I'm curious to see if Klein gets a look, but I mean, it's going to be one of those three guys. Dorian Williams just seems too young. I'm thinking it's going to be Dodson out of the gate first, and then maybe Klein will be a close and I don't want to say close second, but that next man up uh, should be interesting though. Um, because uh, it's, again, it's just that experience that comes down to for me. Like, are you really going to, you know, Terrell Bernard had a good couple games, but Terrell Bernard's had a good couple games. They can, you can't really lean on that guy after a couple games to just make everything fine at that linebacker right in the middle of your defense. So it's uh, yeah. Yeah. And uh, yeah, it's going to be interesting to see how, how that's game planned against too. Right. You know, I mean, Brian Brian uh, Dable is gonna gonna have some uh, things schemed at attacking those linebackers. I bet. Well, the good news is that even if Von Miller's only on like a thirty snap pitch count or forty, how many times could he sack Daniel Jones in the forty snaps? It, probably six. Isn't <laughs> the way they're playing? The Giants can't block anyone. So uh, whenever Von Miller's on the field, look for the sack. Uh, I'm not too worried about the Giants um, and Dable, but that's going to be a fun one. We'll talk about that here in a minute. Uh, I, I guess my other question, Nick, is just like. Can the Bills get to where they want to go without Trey White and Matt Milano? If if Milano's out for the year as well as White, right? Like also worth mentioning, obviously Tremaine Edmonds is running around in Chicago now. Um, so just major pieces from your defense from last year and, and a defense that's been right up there with mm-hmm. the league's best over the last few years. Um, now out of the picture, and it just throws a lot more weight on Josh Allen and the offense. And you know, I think not to recycle this this take about the salary cap because I've done this over and over, but I I appreciated your commentary there on AJ Klein and it makes a lot of sense Nick it sounds like you're, you're thinking in-house with the bills and we know that Brandon Bean told us not to expect any splashy moves this offseason they did a great job bringing their own guys back but there were no splashy moves as Brandon Bean kind of promised they mm-hmm. you know they brought back the crew and now mm-hmm. we have these two huge injuries on defense we got to just pray that Von Miller stays healthy right um, and I, I mean it goes back to this this rant I've had right where the bills they tried to capitalize on the window they have, but when they signed Von Miller, they shelled out real actual money at nearly the highest clip of the NFL. For the last two and a half years, they're number two in real cash spending in the NFL. That's just business. Your owner's going to say, hey, uh, Brandon Bean, uh-uh. we're going we're gonna to reset it a little bit, scale it back, because the salary cap is mostly nonsense. You can spend money if you want to. Um, and the Bills did at the second highest clip. The number is $740.5 million, Nick. Over the last two and a half years, I saw a tweet. That's a lot of spending the Bills did because they thought they could capitalize yeah. on this window. They haven't got it yet. So yeah. all that's yeah. to say, I'm not expecting any big splash moves for I'm not expecting Brandon Bean to all of a sudden go out there and try to make a move to try to bring a guy in to help the defense. Right. I think they're going to look at AJ Klein. I think they're going to look at Dorian Williams. Right. They're going to try to figure this out in house. 
So with that being said, and I really, I did enjoy your commentary on this. Can the Bills overcome this, right? Do you think they got enough? Mm-hmm. It's going to be tough. I think it's going to also come down to what's going on at cornerback because one of the things, too, that kind of uh, very late in the game, Kyrie Elam was pulled for Jamarcus Ingram. Not injured. Basically, Sean McDermott said he didn't play well, so they got rid of him. Um, so, okay, and Dane Jackson, as of right now, uh, injury report actually has come out since we've been talking, Ryan. Dane Jackson did not practice this week. Oh, he great. did not practice today. So the Bills are really down cornerbacks right now. Um, it's it's that secondary. Um, yeah, really, really getting beat up on one side of the ball for the Bills right now. Um, yeah, yeah. Uh, thankfully, Christian Benford, full practice. Uh, he didn't seem like he was going to be. A long-term injury. He was kind of surprising that he didn't play because he did get back out there two weeks ago. He left left with a shoulder injury. Then Travis White went down. He went back in the game. So I was like, oh, okay. So maybe they just were like, okay, precaut. Not I don't want to say precautionary, but maybe he didn't play last week because one of those situations where they're like, well, you know, he could play, but if we give him one week off, he can definitely play the next thirteen weeks. You know, so might as well, you know, take the safe approach there. And they probably wanted to show some confidence in Kyrie Elam. That didn't exactly work out. I think he was targeted like eight times and gave up like seven catches or six catches or something like that, which I mean, is not good. Guy hasn't played, um, you know, I'm not that surprised, but yeah, go on. Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. So, um, yeah, tough. Um, it's just so much. Can they overcome? I don't know. I'm a little I, – I, my worry is definitely up. Um, it's going to be a, a case going forward where I think it's easy to see where it's going to be um, a, a good – offense makes a good defense for the bills right now because they're going to yep. put up some points to uh-huh. probably make up for some points oh yeah 100 percent. i think they're, they might have a crisis on their hands with injuries on defense right we'll find out the good news is it's still early it's still early it's only it's only week six like there's a lot of time for them to figure this out so hopefully these young guys can step up and or maybe veterans whatever they got like hopefully they can figure it out i, I trust sean mcdermott i think they'll be they'll be good as long as von miller's healthy i think you got a chance i think you can you can coach it up but matt milano was just such a tough loss you know it's another year with Josh Allen, Steph Diggs, and Vaughn Miller, this window, right? And it's just, the Bills have a really good team, and they're going to be there at the end. They're going to be in the playoffs, obviously. I mean, you're in a division where you're going to play the Patriots twice. <laughs> they might be the worst team in football right now, the, the Patriots, yeah, at the Jets good. again. Yeah, I mean, come on. Like, you're going to win a lot of games. You're going to crush this Giants team, which we're going to talk about here. Uh, and if it gets derailed again, if they can't get over the hump again, Nick, because it's freaking injuries, that sucks. You know what I mean? That just sucks, but we'll see. Hopefully it's early. Hopefully they can figure this out, um, but it'll be something to uh, monitor going forward. Speaking of Brian Dayball and his crappy-ass Giants, <laughs> man, that team has been painful to watch. I can't believe they're letting the Giants play another game in primetime, Nick. Yeah. But we'll break that yeah, one down that was, here. Uh, that was, uh, yeah, I mean, big market team is a good year. You could see why it happened, but... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> the Giants are just happy they're not in East Rutherford for this game. This one's coming going to be in Orchard Park. Uh, Giants, Bills, we'll break that one down here coming up next. But first, week six fantasy advice from thehuddle.com. Corey Bonini with thehuddle.com here to bring you strong plays for week number six. Tampa Bay Buccaneers quarterback Baker Mayfield versus the Detroit Lions. Detroit has allowed at least 22 fantasy points in four of the five games this year and now has significant injury losses mounting in the secondary. Mayfield has provided starting returns in half of his contests, and he's coming off of a bye week. This could be a fairly high-scoring event, so Mayfield is in play for those who look to stream the position. Running back Isaiah Pacheco, Kansas City Chiefs versus Denver Broncos. With a TD in three straight contests, Pacheco now has a crack at a Denver unit that has permitted running backs to score at the second-highest rate. No team has surrendered more rushing yards per contest, 
And this is the best overall matchup for both primary fantasy scoring systems. Don't be surprised if Pacheco produces a personal best fantasy showing in Week 6. Cincinnati Bengals wide receiver Tyler Boyd vs. Seattle Seahawks Boyd's ceiling really hinges on whether T. Higgins returns, but he could still be useful if not. The matchup is the best in fantasy, and there's even a chance the Seahawks can post enough offense to force Cincinnati into a shootout situation. Boyd makes for a quality injury or bye week replacement versus a defense that has been the easiest to exploit for catches, the second weakest at limiting yardage, and has given up five scores in four outings. Tight end Logan Thomas, Washington Commanders at Atlanta Falcons. Chicago gave up a line of 977-1 on 11 targets to Thomas in Week 5, and he should keep it rolling versus an Atlanta defense that has yielded 7 receptions, which is the second most, nearly 63 yards, 6th highest, and a touchdown every 11.7 grabs, the 10th highest rate. He's also an interesting waiver addition for those looking to play the matchups, but he's just an all-around solid play. For more award-winning fantasy football news, tips, and advice, please be sure to check out thehuddle.com. All right, we're back. The New York Giants visiting the Buffalo Bills. Uh, Nick, Highmark Stadium, Sunday Night Football. This one's got Bills by a Billion written all over it, doesn't it? Have you seen the way the Giants look lately? I was kind of hoping no injury uh, injuries being requested, but I love me a good Terod Taylor revenge game. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Probably not going to happen. It looks like Daniel Jones. He didn't practice today, but they were optimistic that he will play. I assume he probably will play. Um, it just early week reports to see, make it seem like Daniel Jones will be out there. But yeah, the Giants have been, yeah, I, I did bet on them that one game where they were down by like 30 and came back. I was like, well, what's another 250 out of my account or $5 oh, the, the or whatever. Game. And came back and won. I was like, oh yeah. But, um, other than that, well, I also bet on them opening day. That didn't go well. Uh, and they lost like 40 to nothing to Dallas. I was like, oh, okay. Giants three and a half seems like, like a good line. We, we got to dunk on <laughs> but, our, uh, our sports betting wins whenever we get the them. Team. Their offensive line, they're on pace to give up. I think I read last season there was something that was like, the most QB pressures allowed, maybe uh, it, it was like by a hundred margin. It was like maybe two hundred and like fifty times being pressured was the most ever in a season that a QB has been pressured. And right now the Giants are on 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 track or on pace to have like three hundred something QB pressures giving up, giving up, and it, it just like insane and the bills are going against them too so i mean i don't even know what the line is right now i know they're going to talk about it i have i i did poor preparation uh with amazon prime day as, as we talked about off air not buying but working uh <laughs> for the folks out there big shopper um Nick's a big shopaholic yes, yes i yeah big shopaholic I, I did buy a new phone screen so far i will admit that um <laughs> screen protector but uh anyways uh yeah i think oh boy like i you know i don't even know like, I don't know, is Jake Fromm still there? No, I think he's on Washington or something now. Like, can they put, like, anyone else back there and just play, like, the wing tee? Like, yeah. this is going to be the Bills are, like, I, I, they got to be leading the NFL in sacks still. They were going in the last week. I assume they still are. They're up there regardless, folks. Uh, great journalism here by me. But uh, the Bills are up there. The Bills are getting after it. The Bills are getting Ron Miller on either a better total snap count or his office snap count is 100% back. Like, if they're – is one reason one person I would not want to be this weekend. It's probably Daniel Jones or Terod Taylor. I mean, I, the paycheck is, is great, but at some point you like you'll want to get up. <laughs> That's not always going to be guaranteed. I don't know what the record is for most sacks by one player in a game, but Von Miller might challenge it if he plays a full snap count in this game. Uh, the no the gosh, Giants, yeah. the right side of their line is that bad. They just can't figure it out. They drafted Evan Neal, this big offensive lineman out of Alabama. He's been terrible. Uh, really, Joe Shane. Old Bill friend, right? Bill's friend uh, just mm-hmm. left the cupboard super bare at 
tackle, especially swing tackle for the Giants. And they really relied on Andrew Thomas being healthy, but he's got a hamstring injury. So he's been out and they just don't have anyone to play left tackle. Never mind Evan Neal struggling at right tackle, but they can't move him. So their rookie center, they drafted that John Michael Schmitz kid um, at center, plugged him right in. He's been pretty good, but he's injured. Uh, so that was a disaster when he went out of the game against Miami last week. So yeah, their offensive line is in complete shambles. And that's why I think, again, this one has bills by a billion written all over it. The line Nick is minus 14 and a half. I mean, I think I would back the bills comfortably at any number under 17 points or at, yeah, under 17 points. That's what I would back them at. You know, yeah. Well, it's curious because they got Brian Dable and um, we do our like weekly previews, um, sports weekly previews that go out and print. And I'm like, yeah, for the Giants' keys to the game, the only thing I could think of is, like, Brian Dable has to have, like, the secret of all secrets to <laughs> yeah. defeating the, his former employer for them to win. Like, I sincerely cannot even see it any other way. I don't even know. Like, that is going to be a same game. I, I usually only do, like, a $5 same game parlay, which did hit last week for the Bills um, for me, which is great. But um, I, I, like – what is the point in even like there's no fun no, <laughs> this, feels like in this, this won't be fun <laughs> like i might put the spread to like maybe i put the spread like 21 or something <laughs> just roll with the bills I mean, like you know how how bad can this get but it just yeah and after like all these bureau injuries and then the nfl and they still get paid on the other sideline too uh, yada yada i get it i get it i love it um i just don't see it this week of all weeks like <laughs> goodness like the giants it, for being an NFC East team, I've seen them play way too many times this year because of being a degenerate and gambling my $10 a week. But um, it is, oh boy, like they just look bad in like every aspect almost. Well, they've also been in the, the primetime spots. Like, up, but not bad at all. Yeah, they've, so, they've been in primetime so much this year, the Giants. I mean, yeah, you probably that too, yeah, that too. You remember week one, they got buried by the Cowboys, embarrassed. Then they mm-hmm. played Seattle. And like a Monday night game, got completely pantsed by a mediocre Seattle team. They didn't look like they could even compete in that one. Uh, they had another one too, I believe. Uh, so yeah, they just—they're a horrible primetime team. And now they got to play the Bills, who are coming out, who coming back from London, pissed. And I don't know. I just think usually when the Bills win, when you're looking at this from a, a pure, you know, betting trend, sports betting perspective, here's why I like the Bills at like 17 or above, 21, fine, Nick, like. When the Bills win, they usually win by a blowout. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, they don't mm-hmm. let you stick around. When they get on you, man, they bury you. They bury you. Mm-hmm. And this Giants team, they just don't have it. I mean, against Miami, they hung in there a little bit. Those were the, they made, they had three takeaways on Tua in this ballgame last week against Miami. Those are the first turnovers that the Giants had produced all season long on defense. And they returned one for a pick six, but honestly, it wasn't like great plays. They were just like, it was a tip ball by Tua near the goal line, got picked. He ran it back. Uh, Tua just made a couple of bad plays, but the Giants, man, they're just not, they're not competing on defense like they did last year. I don't know what's going on with Wink Martindale and those guys. It's just bad. The offense is just a train wreck. It starts with the offensive line. I actually, what do you think about Daniel Jones, Nick? I'm actually kind of a Daniel Jones supporter because I just, I actually appreciate that he keeps buckling his chin strap and going behind the worst offensive line statistically that we've ever seen. You talked about the pressures. Like the dude's been sacked. Uh, what? How many times have you been sacked the last two weeks? Like sixteen times or something. It's like some crazy number. He's also their leading rusher because Saquon Barkley's been out. He's taking hits all over the place. He's got this neck injury. The dude's not going to make it through the season, but he keeps trying to be out there. He keeps on never complaining. Lines up, gets his 
ass handed to him every freaking play it seems you know what i mean like i don't know yeah i kind of appreciate that guy I, i'm a patriots fan as you know i'd rather have daniel jones than mac jones mac jones has been playing like kind of a little bitch out there like he's throwing off I, his back foot shying away from the rush like give me daniel jones over mac any day but what do you think about daniel yeah i i don't know i'm not really super sold on him um you know i i don't know he will stand in there but i also i i, I can also understand it i'll give my political answer now i can also stand this i can understand that the situation around him is absolutely brutal like no quarterback is gonna like if you put josh allen on the giants right now they're not winning games like he's getting his ass handed to I him agree. like daniel jones is yeah with, like, with those you, with those receivers absolutely yeah, with those receivers who just drop passes like can't get open um yeah it's it's just a brutal roster there so it's almost hard I, I I was never really super sold in the Giants last year, but I mean, I, 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 I'm not super shocked to see that things aren't going super well right now, but they also have injuries and whatnot. But yeah, with what's going on out there, I mean, how can you even say you're sold or not sold on the guy? I mean, I'm not sold on what's around him. I'll tell you that much. He's, he's in an not, impossible situation. I'm not thinking very highly of anything around him. No, nah, impossible situation. Like you said, he's banged up. They don't have Saquon Barkley. Maybe he'll play in this game. I don't know. Saquon's been out. They're one of their best players on the entire roster, Andrew Thomas, their left tackle. He's been out. It's been just the, the domino effect from him being out has been just crazy. The, the Giants literally, I don't understand why Dave Ball, their offensive coordinator, Mike Kafka, and the offensive line coach, I think it's Bobby Johnson. I don't understand that, how they can't get together and say, let's teach professional football players how to block. Like, I don't understand well, why you can't great, block. Bobby Johnson. Okay, that's right. Yeah. They. Why can't they teach these guys to block better? You know, the guys on the other side get paid too. So, you know, the Bills have a good front running at them, but at the same time, it is. Yeah, it's like a, it's what, what do they call it? Like the, um, it's epidemic in, or whatever in the NFL. Like they can't find enough good offensive linemen. So, oh, yeah, definitely. Um, that's in, in none of them are really in New York right now, or at least in, you know, the blue side of it. Um, I'd, I'd say offensive line kind of play. And... It's not not the green side, the the Giants. I meant. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I'd say offensive linemen. How bad that has been, and uh, hamstrings, hamstring injuries across the board have been two epidemics in the NFL uh, for sure. Yeah. Star players keep going down with hamstrings every week, and um, it's wild. But yeah, I just think back Are you to Bills here. Grass would help? <laughs> I don't. I have no idea. I think I think scaling down the preseason's hurting. The players. That's what I think. That's my take yeah, on it. Could be a good um, point. Could be a good point. Yeah. Yeah. The players want to. They want to train less in the preseason and have less ramped up practices, but they keep getting these soft tissue injuries. Maybe there's a correlation there. I don't know. I, I'm believe me. I'm not smart enough. All I can tell. I am smart enough. No, to know Nick. Whatever sports science uh, Sean McDermott and Brandon Bean came up with to travel to London on Thursday and stay up all day on Friday was stupid. That's all I know. I'm smart enough to know that. But yeah. this other yeah, stuff, I have no idea. <laughs> I have no idea. But uh, bills by a billion. That's that's my take. I'm I'm backing the Bills by 14 and a half. I think they're going to win this game going away. We're not going to learn much from this one, so we'll turn the page. That's kind of where I'm at on this game. Hopefully, and, yeah, and that's something. My- and not they're going to win this game. Um, it's not. Yeah, it's you don't want to be the Bills right now with all these injuries, but you really don't want to be the Giants at all <laughs> no. for a multitude of reasons. <laughs> yeah. yeah, the Bills are pissed, and the Giants just you're catching them at a good time. They're just not. They don't have the weapons. Uh, they don't have the juice to come and take advantage of what the Bills are missing. And it's in Buffalo. It's in primetime. The Giants are horrible historically in primetime. So bad. Daniel Jones, I think he's like one in seven in his career in primetime. Believe me, this will be a blowout. Bills by a billion. And then we will pick it up next week, Nick. 
Sound good? What's what are you working on for Bills Wire? Any shameless plugs before we, we let the people oh, go? We are we are going to be hounding right now when we get off this call. Uh, we get on this recording, Ryan, and and we got a lot to catch up on at Bills Wire. Everything you can need, and we're definitely, definitely, definitely going to be on top of all the potential analysis of what the hell the Bills could potentially do with all these injuries that are going on. And um, also, if you like to read Bill's Wire, I promise I always write at the bottom of the story something like, um, yes, we are hoping that the injuries stop because, goodness, we really hope the injuries stop. Yeah. It's about time. Um, yeah, yeah. So we'll have all that there for you at Bill's Wire uh, in preparation of a uh, big, uh, big week against the Giants. Should be fun. Yeah, the day ball bowl. Um, yeah, uh, Bill's Wire's got you covered. Uh, we apologize for all the Amazon Prime ads that Nick's been working on for the last several days. <laughs> we uh, do, you do apologize. apologize for yeah. that, folks. But, but get, your shop- be done, get your shopping done and get ready Ryan, for a I'm not game. out there telling you what the 10 best headphones you could get on Amazon Prime are. Who is, you know? They already got you once, but you already got a phone screen. We'll have to see what else you get That's when true. we talk next week. Uh, we'll update that next week too when I get uh, on Amazon Prime Day. A hundred percent. We'll be back next week to break the blowout down. Uh, Bills, Giants, and we will catch you then. Thank you.